Grace to you and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> from the Gospel for today, Jesus says to Peter, <clears throat> I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Today is a momentous day for you as a congregation. It's a sad day and a glad day. The end of a chapter in the story of your life as a congregation and the beginning of a new chapter, a new story, if you like, new part of the story of this congregation. You look back sadly and you look forward with joy. There's much that will be different when you move into your new church building. And there's some things that will be the same. The most important things will be the same. You will have the same keys that give you access to the same place in that building, that church, as in this church. Same keys, same place. If you're like me, you have lots of keys for lots of different places. I've got a whole bundle of metal keys. Keys to my car, keys to my bike lock, key to my seminary building, key to my office at the seminary, key to the church. But the most important key of all is the key to my house. And that's shared by my children. And my wife, of course. But we also have electronic keys these days, and we have plastic keys. Your credit cards are keys that give you access to your bank account. That's if you've got any money left there. Now, keys are important because they open and they shut doors. They give you access to people and places and resources. Today, in our gospel for this Sunday, rather beautifully uh, on this occasion, um, we hear about the most valuable set of keys that have ever been given to human beings. The keys to the kingdom of heaven. Did you note that this morning when you heard the gospel? Now, these keys open the door to heaven for people like you and me who live here on earth. They are keys to an invisible door which leads you into an invisible place. They give you access to the Father's house, the presence of the heavenly king, his palace, and best of all, 
his heavenly treasure. And that set of keys, those keys to the Father's house, the keys to heaven here on earth, belong to Jesus as God's royal son. He's the key holder. He's the doorman. He either admits people to his father's house or he excludes people from his father's house. So, in the book of Revelation, St. John says, he, that's Jesus, Jesus holds the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut. Not you, not the devil, no one. What he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. Jesus uses those keys to open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. He uses them to give you and me, remarkably, he access to heaven here on earth. Just let that sink in. Through those keys, already in this life, you have access to eternal life. And the place that those keys give you access to, or no, the place where those keys are used is the church, the house of God, his holy temple, this congregation, is the place where the keys give you access to heaven here on earth. Now, if you're like me, with my children, you share your, the keys to your house with them, don't you? Um, there was a, a stage in our kids' life when finally we gave them the key to the house so they could come and go. And to the present day, I've got four children, four in-laws, and all of them have keys to our house. Jesus shares his keys with his church, just as we or I, I shouldn't be speaking for you, just as I share my keys to my house with my children. Did you hear here? Jesus says to Peter, as the head of the apostles, as the first confessor of Christ, he says, I will give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And he did just that to Peter and the other apostles on Easter Sunday evening. You remember, he says to the apostles when he appears to them in that locked room, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. So Jesus shares his keys, the keys to his father's house, with his royal brothers and sisters the members of God's royal household, and that in plain terms means you and me, all of you here, not just some of you. Um, you he gives pastors the, the task of using those keys together with him in the divine service. They are his earthly key holders. They use the keys every Sunday in the divine service. So when you move into your new church on Wednesday evening, you will have the same keys to the same place, Christ's keys that open the door into heaven 
every Sunday. Not the earthly sanctuary, but the heavenly sanctuary. Well, what do those keys do for you, both here in this place, and what will those keys do to you in your new church building? Jesus says, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. They're not two separate activities. It's not as if God does the loosing first in heaven and then we do the loosing on earth or we do the loosing and then God copies us, but they are one and the same thing. They happen simultaneously. His doing is the doing of his pastors here. Their doing is his doing. Just think how remarkable that is. Not only do heaven and earth overlap here, but the work of God and the work of human beings are joined together. Jesus uses two simple pictures to explain how his keys, the keys to his house, are used. The first picture is the picture of opening and closing, the picture of the key. And that's easy to grasp. Here we have God's house. There in the new building we have God's house. It's not really a visible building, but an invisible sanctuary, a holy place, heaven here on earth. And that's what this whole church building and the new church building is meant to trumpet and proclaim, saying, here is heaven on earth. Here Jesus uses his pastors to open the door to heaven for you, each one of you. They speak for Jesus and they act in the name of Jesus. They preach the gospel to you, the word that creates faith and gives you a good conscience. And so, because God's word delivers a good conscience to you, you are sure that God the Father welcomes you as you come into his house. The purpose of the keys is to deliver a good conscience to each one of you. Through that word, heaven is opened up for you. You come to God the Father with the full assurance of faith to receive his gifts as you come forward to Holy Communion each Sunday. So by faith, you enter the door that stands open up before you every Sunday, the invisible door to an invisible place, heaven here on earth. The second picture that Jesus uses is of binding and loosing. Did you hear that? Binding, loosing. Um, now, he used these terms for the teaching of God's law and the preaching of the gospel. Binding is using God's law to put people under obligation and to hold them accountable. Um, the picture here is of a person in chains and uh, with lock and key and loosing a, per, per, uh, loosing a person from chains. So chaining, unchaining. Now the Jewish rabbis used these terms, binding and loosing, quite commonly 
to describe what they did as teachers of God's law. They spoke about binding as putting people under obligation to observe God's law. And then loosing was freeing them from obligation. Saying, God hasn't uh, spoken, so you're free to do as you please in this area. So binding, putting under obligation, and loosing, freeing from obligation. Get the basic picture? See how it works? Now, most remarkably, Jesus uses the same terms as the rabbis for preaching not just law, but the gospel as well. By the preaching of the law, Jesus leads people to repentance. And through the gospel, he frees people from guilt and condemnation so that they have a clear conscience as they come into God's presence. Now, when Jesus looses people, he frees them from the chains of guilt, the consequences of their sin, the prison that Satan creates by using your guilt to accuse and to condemn you, using your guilt to say, this is not for you, this is not your place. You're not acceptable to God. He uses the law to lead you to repentance and the gospel to free you from guilt. So that's the basic picture. You have a person in chains, keys to lock them up in chains, and then uh, keys to loose them from the chains. So the whole purpose of coming into the divine service is for you to be set free from the prison of your guilt, the prison that Satan tries to lock you up in. Now, how are these keys used? They're not just one key, but a set of keys. Each has its own function, and all have the common goal of opening the door to the Father's house. And there's four ways in which those keys are used every Sunday. At the font, at the entrance to the sanctuary, in the pulpit, and on the altar. First of all, at the font, your pastors use the keys to forgive you your sins. So by baptizing or withholding baptism, Jesus opens up heaven to you. When Jesus adopts you as a member of God's family, he opens up the door of heaven to you. He cleanses your heart from the stain of sin and gives you the right of access to God's grace. And that's why the font is placed there, because it is the door or the key that opens the door into the sanctuary. And that's going to be the same in the church, although in the new church, I gather, the font will be at the entrance to the church. Um, secondly, in absolution, the pastors, your pastors, use the keys. They use the keys to convict you of sin and to forgive you your sins. And at the, so at the beginning of the service, you come to be unchained and freed from guilt. Jesus speaks to you the Father's word of pardon and grace and forgiveness. The word of forgiveness 
releases you from your chains, gives you freedom from the power of the devil. And Jesus frees you there so that you can come to his table, not with a bad conscience, but with a good conscience, sure that you'll receive God's blessing. Thirdly, your pastors will use the keys both in this church and in the new church to preach God's word to you. Um, God's word both as law and gospel. Law that holds you accountable for your sin and gospel that frees you from your sin. Through your pastors, Jesus uses God's word to shut the door of heaven to unbelievers and to open the door to heaven to those who have faith. So um, it's very significant that the pulpit here stands on the edge of the nave and the sanctuary. When I preach to you God's word, I preach you to the font and I preach you from the font to the altar. And then from the altar, I send you out as forgiven people who live heavenly lives here on earth. Lastly, most wonderfully, most powerfully, your pastors use the keys in Holy Communion. They use the keys to admit you or exclude you from the Lord's table. Through your pastors, Jesus welcomes you as his honoured guest at his holy meal. There, through his body and blood, Jesus brings heaven down to earth for you and he brings you into heaven here on earth. He opens the gate of heaven for you. So it's very significant and wonderful that as you come to Holy Communion, you leave the nave, which represents this world, and you enter the sanctuary, you enter heaven itself. What could be more wonderful than that? Here in Holy Communion, Jesus brings you together with himself into his Father's presence. You enter heaven to receive the body and blood of Jesus. That's the most obvious way that your pastors use the keys. So, let me sum up. You have the same keys to the same place, both here and in the new building. The keys don't belong to you. They don't belong to your pastors. They belong to Jesus. And he uses those keys both in this place and in the new church building to give you access to his father's house, to give you access to heaven on earth. They open the door to heaven, the invisible door to that invisible place. Listen to what Luther says about the divine service, the Holy Eucharist. He says this, and um, he says this in connection with the story of Jacob's Ladder, which you had some Sundays ago, or if you had that when it was set. He says, whenever or wherever God speaks to us here on earth, the door to the kingdom of heaven is open. 
wherever we hear the word, wherever we are baptized, there we enter into eternal life. So, uh, direct people to the place where the word is spoken and the sacraments are administered. And there write the title, The Gate of God, The Gate of Heaven. I pray that that will be so, not just here, but even more so in the new church building. I pray that the new church building will be more effective even than this wonderful building in telling every person who enters it, here, this place is different, it's special. Why? Not because of the building, but here is the gate of heaven, the door, the gate of God. Come here Sunday by Sunday if you're interested in coming to heaven here on earth. God grant that to you as you close this church and open the new church. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.